Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a quick hit of Snap and Chance. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson. Today, I'm flying solo as Mr. Michaels is away on personal business. So just me, guys. Uh, I'm here to talk about money in the bank that went down last night. Now, the feeling of the WWE, the, the, the reach of them, you could have felt it all night. It went into the UFC card as well. Uh, we'll touch on that really quick as well. But first, let's get right into it. Uh, Money in the Bank went down last night from the MGM Grand uh, Garden Arena in Las Vegas across the street. We had USC 276 as well. So a real busy night there uh, in that particular area of Vegas. A lot of stuff going down. So a lot of good stuff here, man. A lot of good stuff. Um. The card started off with the women's money in the bank match to kind of kick everything off here. Lacey Evans versus Alexa Bliss versus Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Shotzi Blackheart, and Becky Lynch were your competitors in this one. Now, in all these kind of matches, these ladder in the money in the bank ladder matches, of course, you know, you're going to expect chaos and then just uh, brutality across the board. And there was no shortage of it here as well. Um, you know, typical money in the bank match, a lot of plunder, a lot of use of the ladders, uh, some really good spots here. One in particular where Becky kind of did somewhat of a leg drop, more of an ass drop, in my opinion, on Asuka, who was laying on a ladder that was spread out across the announce table and the ring apron. Becky climbed up a ladder on front of her and jumped down and slammed her with her ass. They said it was a leg drop, but I still think she hit her with her ass more. Regardless, it looked good. Uh, Shossie took a nasty shot off the head. Um, it looked like anyways um, in, in one spot there as well. Back and forth, these guys went, you know, kind of stopping each other as they tried to get up there. Uh, the end kind of came here at this point when Becky started pushing everyone off the other ladders as she was standing on one. And Liv pushed herself back up, got her balance, pushed Becky off. And Liv Morgan wins your women's money in the bank. Um, I think, you know what? I, I was saying earlier this should have gone to someone like Lacey or or Shotzi or someone who hasn't really had the opportunity yet, but I'm not upset with this one either. I think it was a good move. Um, you know, it was a smart move on their part. They've been building up a lift for a while, you know, just kind of chasing and chasing and failing and failing, but, you know, that never give up kind of mantra kind of came through here tonight where she kind of Finally, it all came together for her and she won. And, uh, you know, what? I'm not I don't have a problem with it. I think the right girl won here. Um, it was a good match. Good pace to the whole thing. Everyone worked really, really hard. Congratulations, Liv Morgan. You deserve it. And uh, yeah, let's move on here. So the next match was Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley. An interesting match. Um, initially, I thought that Theory would probably win by DQ. Uh, just to keep Lashley strong, but um, yeah, so this match kind of kicks off with with all, with Theory kind of running defense uh, right off from the get-go here and avoiding uh, Lashley as much as he possibly could. They end up outside the ring. Uh, somehow he gets to post uh, Lashley in, and he gets posted himself. Back in the ring, sorry, pardon me, back in the ring, these guys kind of exchange blows, you know, change their moves. And uh, Theory hits a really hard punch uh, for a two count. That gets reversed. 
and he gets out of it and uh basically we come down here to the finish where basically fairy tries for an a town down it gets reversed into the hurt lock and lashley wins you have a new u.s champion on raw a clean win too uh theory tapped out which is kind of weird but then again the wwe is kind of weird too the things that you expect are unexpected and the things you don't expect are reality so yeah that was basically that there um theory losing clean kind of weird at the moment um you know just kind of thinking about what they're trying to do with him and whatnot um but then i'm also looking at it from this perspective if um if range is going to be like lesnar with the titles and show up periodically here and there and uh, you know you kind of have to have your intercontinental and your U.S. champion on each brand being the main ambassadors uh, for the time being. So, I, you know, a good move there, putting Lashley there. I think that's really good. Uh, no issues with me having Lashley as your U.S. champion and the guy kind of, you know, being at the top of the show there for, for the time being until they kind of figure out what they want to do with everyone. But, uh, you know, a typical match, not nothing too spectacular. It went 11 minutes. Um can't really complain about it. It was what it was. No issues at all. All right. We go straight to the Usos versus the Prophets. Now, this kind of reminded me of Edge versus Orton at Vengeance at 2004. I'm going back, back, back for a reference here because this is what this kind of, this match kind of reminded me of initially. Uh, first half was really slow. It almost felt like they were filling the time uh, to, 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 to get to the next match. Uh, these guys went 23 minutes, but that first 10 minutes was really slow. You know, you could just say they were just kind of feeling each other out or just filling up the card as best as they possibly can to kind of get everything going here. Uh, but yeah, you know, nothing less than expected from these guys. Uh, high spots, lots of high spots, lots of um, interactive moves with one another in terms of, you know, the teams working well with one another. And, you know, it's basically... That, that's what it was. It was, you know, the, the, the Street Profits basically getting a win every single week. And you kind of saw this happening. You know, it wouldn't be a bad thing if they had lost to the Profits either. You know, the Profits would have been a good tag team champions as well. But I just don't think you can take any of the heat that they are carrying right now. That is the bloodline, especially with Roman going into SummerSlam. So, um I don't know. I don't. I don't know who's going to challenge these guys next for for the title. But uh, this this feud might not be over. Uh, the finish came when they hit him with the D one, and Montez's shoulders were up. So this probably isn't over yet. This will probably go into SummerSlam. I'm thinking uh, there is more story to be had here. The match was really good. It could have gone either way, and we know they can beat the Usos. We've seen it over the last three to four weeks on Raw and SmackDown. So they are beatable, 100%. Where Roman looks unbeatable, these guys do look beatable, and they have shown that. So this is kind of going to go into SummerSlam, I think. And talking about SummerSlam, Logan Paul has signed with the WWE for a multi-match uh, deal. And I think the first one's going to be against the Miss of SummerSlam. They've kind of already kind of announced that. So... SummerSlam is already shaping up. We got Brock versus Reigns, and now we know we're going to have Miz against um, Logan Paul here as well. All right. 
This takes us into the second women's match, uh, title match here. Ronda Rousey is defending her SmackDown women's title match against Natalia. Um, another typical, you know, we knew who the winner was going to be here. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what I completely forgot to talk about was Carmella versus Bel Air. A match that I wasn't really looking forward to and a match that played out exactly the way I thought it was going to play out. Bianca basically just, you know, outside of a few moments there, Bianca basically just squashed her. That's basically the way I see it. I don't really want to talk too much more about it. Um, I, I will stand strong by what I said earlier. I just thought Carmella was the wrong person in there. Um, but I understand, you know, what they were trying to do. I would rather see Dewdrop, to be honest. Um, I think that would be a more of entertaining match, a bit more of a struggle for, for Carmella, or sorry, for, for Bel Air there. But this one was just basically a squash match. This could have been done in the second hour of Raw. Um, but I get it. I understand. It is what it is. That match is that. Bel Air won. And she moves on to whoever's next for her. Okay, so back to Natty and um, Natty and Rhonda here. So, yeah, so these guys go back and forth. You know, it's another, we all know who's going to win the fight. We all know what the outcome was going to be. It's just how they get there. Uh, the story of this match was Rhonda's knee getting injured uh, by Natalia with sharpshooters and the attacks on the outside. Um Good back and forth. Natalia knows what she's doing. So, I mean, she she kind of handled herself really well in this match and made it what it was with Ronda, who, who was really good. I mean, she's come a long way, in my opinion, from where she started to where she is now. And, you know, just that's a testament to her ability to adapt and to learn and kind of kind of build this up as she goes along. She's doing really good. I'm really impressed with her work. I'm really happy with what Ronda has been doing. And, uh, you know, no better to be in there with Natalia, who's the true ring general for the ladies. And, uh, you know, she, she really made this match work out really well. I won't say it was a great match. I won't say it was a bad match, but it was better than Bianca and Carmella, in my opinion. Uh, basically, they go back and forth here. Ronda hits the sharpshooter at one point on Natalia, does the HBK pose to kind of rub a little bit of salt into that wound that's never healed, I don't think. Um, but the finish basically comes where Ronda reverses the sharpshooter into the armbar. And there you go. There's your winner. Ronda is selling the knee, uh, which she injured storyline wise. And she keeps selling it. And all of a sudden, Liv's music hits. Now, before this, they had interviewed Liv Morgan and they asked her what her plans were. And she said, you know what? I'm just soaking this in. I'm having fun right now. I just want to enjoy the victory. I don't know what's next. And they left it off there. Sure enough, there is Rhonda struggling to get up uh, with her injured knee. And uh, Liv Morgan's music hits. She comes out and she's ready to cash in, ladies and gentlemen. So she cashes in but gets caught in an ankle lock but is able to reverse it and roll her up for the win. And you have a brand new SmackDown Women's Champion here in Liv Morgan. She has finally achieved the goal. She's finally got to the top of the mountain, something she's been working really hard for for the last eight years. I'm not upset about it. I think it's kind of cool. This sets up the match for SummerSlam now, I think, between her and um, Ronda Rousey. 
I think that's where they're going to go with this. I think a lot of people are anticipating to see Charlotte versus Ronda at SummerSlam, but with Liv with the title, unless they take it off her before SummerSlam, I think that's the match that's going to be made. So you're going to have your moment there uh, at SummerSlam. Will she retain? I don't know, but you know what? Good for her. I'm glad she got the. I'm glad she got her chance, and I'm glad she's uh, finally reached the pinnacle there. Good for her. Congratulations, Liv Morgan. So two title changes tonight, guys. Wow. Didn't see that coming at all, to be honest. I really didn't see. I, I, I just didn't think anyone would cash in tonight. That's what I thought. I thought they'd save that for another date. But you know what? The women's match is done. The women's money in the bank is over. We have the champion now. So let's see where they go with this. The men's money in the bank now is the last match of the night. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. And these guys are moving at a really good pace. At this point, it's all about 7.30, I think about, yeah, so about 7.30 here. So these guys are right on pace here for a three-hour show. Uh, keep in mind, guys, across the street at this exact time while this show is going on, the UFC 276 card has started uh, over at the T-Mobile Arena. Um, Basically, most of the prelims was uh, competing against the pay-per-view. And I think basically it was the first two matches of that card, of the main card, that kind of... Basically, you would have miss, missed the first two catches, the Sh Sugar Shane versus uh, Pedro and um, the uh, Bam versus... Um, who, who did he fight there? Uh, Donald Cerrone. Did he, did he fight? No, no. Was it Cerrone? I can't remember. But there were two fights there that, that we, you didn't catch that, that we would have missed um, in, in, in waiting for this pay-per-view to end. But you know what? It ended perfectly because he got the last uh, three main fights that everybody kind of wanted to see from the UFC anyways. Alex Pereira against Strickland. And then you had the... Um, Volkanovski versus Holloway as your co-main event there, followed up with the main event of Adesanya versus Jared Kanier, which for the middleweight title there. So uh, perfectly timed out, perfectly paced. So the money in the bank for the men, uh, you basically had your seven guys uh, that were kind of already in this match. Seth Rollins versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre, Omos, Sami Zayn, Riddle. And on Friday Night SmackDown, we finally got our last competitor, Madcap Moss, qualified to make the card seven men. And just before this fight started, Adam Pierce comes out and talks about how excited he is about how the night's gone and how fun it's been and whatnot. And goes, how can we make it better by adding another competitor to the money in the bank? And surprise, surprise, Austin Theory makes his way out to become the eighth man in this match. You kind of almost know where this is going to go. So your typical money in the bank match, a lot of, you know, high flying spots. Uh, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre were working back and forth. I'm just going to run down some of the highlights for me anyways. Um one of the biggest questions here, obviously, was Omos. How are you going to control this guy? What do we do to keep him down? How do we keep him down? You know, because, I mean, quite frankly, at the end of the day, not one guy in there alone could have handled them. So just kind of waiting to see how they were going to handle with them. 
the first time they tried to take him out is when they all kind of took shots at him, got him out of the, I think Drew got him out with a Claymore uh, out of the ring that tumbled him out. And basically they all kind of hit their shots, which brought him down a little bit. And then they basically piled ladders on him to get him out for that little segment of time. And we get back into the ring. Some of the other highlights that I really wanted to touch on was the point where Seamus um, Seamus was pinned underneath the ladder as Drew went up to grab the briefcase. Now, there was a couple instances here where Drew looked like he was going to win. I thought, okay, here we go. Drew's got this. And then there was a moment there where Mad Cop came out and he looked like he was going to take it. So, I mean, there, there was some really, really close calls here uh, where these guys really, you know, teased that they were going to win this. And at the last minute, you know, someone came and interfered. And uh, the one thing I liked about this night was where they kept referring to uh, Theory as Sneaky Theory because he was kind of coming, you know, that, that little Weasley guy coming out of nowhere and, uh, you know, trying trying to cash in at other people's failures. And um, ultimately, that's kind of what happened here. But quickly, before we get there, so so there was this one spot where, where Seamus um, was pinned under the ladder and Drew was climbing up there and Butch came out like a ravenous little weasel, tried to attack him, get him down, bro kick to him and uh somehow drew ends up under the ladder while Seamus is uh climbing it and a pure pure show of strength here on, on the part of drew mcintyre as he was able to press the ladder off of him with Seamus on it and and twist him out uh but here's the second one where omos came back i thought was kind of cool omos comes back they knock him out of the ring again a luva kick, a bro kick. Everyone's trying to just get their kicks and finishers on him. He's outside the ring. Uh, Seth hits him with a stomp on the apron. All eight men pick him up, throw him, literally, like literally threw him from a powerbomb onto the table. And that kind of basically got him out of the match. The end of this match basically came like this. Riddle who I think was the fan favorite throughout this whole match. Every time he came in, the crowd was live. They were hot. I think he was the one that um, the crowd would have voted for to win on this one. So near the end here, here we go. He's climbing up the ladder. He's almost there. And Sneaky Theory comes out of nowhere and uh, throws him down. And he ends up winning the money in the bank. He runs down, grabs his camera, climbs the ladder again to take selfies. And that's basically money in the bank, ladies and gentlemen. So Liv Morgan, she wins the women's money in the bank. And later on, cashes in on Victoria's Ronda Rousey to become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Austin Theory loses earlier in the night to Bobby Lashley clean, which surprised a lot of people, surprised me. Um, but I guess it all makes sense at the end of the night because Lashley is now your new U.S. title champion where Theory, who didn't qualify for Money in the Bank, came in and won it, and he is now your Money in the Bank winner as well. Guys, all in all, a good night. I thought it was a fun card. I think the pacing was really good. The... The action moved really well. The crowd was really into it as well, which really made it uh, special. I think the MGM Grand is really cool for these kind of events. Um, 
It's a little bit smaller than a Legion, obviously, a lot smaller, but I think it did them well in having it there. Uh, the crowd made it that much more special. Um, ultimately, it was a great show. Now, after the show, Mr. McMahon, Stephanie, Hunter, Pat McAfee, and I believe Nick Khan as well were all over at the last portion, the last three fights for the UFC 276 card. Now, Dana wasn't there this night. I think he was dealing with some family issues, so he was away from this card entirely, which is weird considering it's International Fight Week and it's kind of one of his biggest weekends. So, um, shouts out to Dana White. I hope everything is okay with him and whatever he's dealing with on his family side. Uh, but yeah, Vince was in the crowd with, with the whole family. They were there. And uh, this is what I was talking about earlier, guys. The reach of the WWE throughout the whole night. Not only did you have those guys in the crowd and they, you know, showed them a couple of times. You, uh, you could see Triple H behind Izzy the whole time as every round started. Uh, they were behind Izzy's corner. So it's always cool to see Triple H kind of sitting there and uh, just kind of watching the show himself. Good to see Triple H out back in the scene, man. I'm really happy to see him out there as well. Um, looks like he's taken over NXT as well. So we'll look into that a bit more and see what kind of role he has with NXT again. And, uh, you know, what, what kind of uh, influence he has down there, if he has any, or if he's just down there more as a figurehead. Only time will tell, guys. So we are on the road to SummerSlam. Everything is kind of pointing in that direction now. Uh, so... As we know, Miz versus um, Miz versus Logan Paul. For sure that we know, we know we're gonna have Reigns versus Lesnar. We're probably gonna see the Usos against the Street Profits. I'm thinking, unless they do something on SmackDown, which they tend to do more, more so than not these days. So that was basically it. Oh, yeah, here's the cool thing. Izzy came out to the Undertaker's music for his fight last night. The last fight of the night, the last walkout of the night. Israel Adesanya comes out with a black rim hat. He has the urd with him with, I think, Sid Jared on it. And uh, he came out to the Undertaker's music very similar to the way Undertaker would, even right up to the lifting of the lights uh you know so it was really cool when asked about that last night at the press conference he said that on the monday tuesday he was listening to wwe entrance musics from the attitude era as he was training or putting the final touches on his training and uh the undertaker's music kind of really stood out to him and he really wanted to use it so um he rehearsed it that morning at about 11 o'clock yesterday morning. He rehearsed it with the crew there from the USC. It was all set to go. So no one knew about it, which was really cool. So, yeah, man, that's basically it. Um, we got some amazing stuff coming up here in the next little while. We're going to be launching a couple new things for, for the fans out here. So stay tuned for those items as well. Uh, guys, my name is Bobby Sampson. Thank you so much for taking the time and energy for, for listening to this today. Remember, this is just a quick hit. We will be back with you guys early next week to talk about Monday Night Raw and more fallout from this particular show and what's happening in the world of professional wrestling. And we will be gearing up with some more boxing talk uh, coming up pretty soon as well as we start to gear up for the Ryan Garcia fight that's coming up pretty soon. Joshua Usyk too. 
man, we got some great fights coming up here pretty soon. So we'll get to all of that and whatnot. So everybody enjoy the rest of your Canada Day, Canada Day long weekend if you're in Canada. And to our fans and our supporters down south, have a happy 4th of July weekend. You're, mid, you're midway through your long weekend here. So enjoy and be safe, everyone. Be safe. Enjoy your time out with your families, your friends. And uh, yeah, we will touch base soon. Uh, remember to like and subscribe and to follow us on all platforms that we are on. And if you can't find us, just go to SAMP, and chat, SAMP underscore chance, which is our uh, Instagram page. And from there, you can find our bio tree, which will lead you to everywhere else. So guys, again, thank you very much for all your time and energy. We love you. And in the words of Ed Whalen, <clears throat> in the meantime and in between time, that's it for SAMP and Chance. We'll talk to you soon. Everybody be safe and have a great rest of your weekend. Good night.